you've got to be open to the fact that the person's becoming different. Yeah. And you've got to want to be able to fall in love with a new person rather than trying to keep them the same. Exactly. Rather than being like, "Oh, wait a minute, you weren't like this when I married you. Yeah. Like you were like this." Hey everyone, welcome back to a very special anniversary episode of On Purpose. That's right. This is our 1 year anniversary, our first birthday as an On Purpose community and family, and I want to take this opportunity to just say thank you to each and every one of you. It means so much to me. I'm so grateful that you keep coming back every single week, and so many of you have been with us here for a whole entire year. And I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I can't believe it. My new book, 8 Rules of Love is out and I cannot wait to share it with you. I am so so excited for you to read this book, for you to listen to this book. I read the audiobook. If you haven't got it already, make sure you go to 8rulesoflove.com. It's dedicated to anyone who's trying to find, keep or let go of love. So if you've got friends that are dating, broken up or struggling with love, make sure you grab this book and i'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour love rules go to jshedytour.com to learn more information about tickets vip experiences and more i can't wait to see you this year and for this very special valentine's day 1 year anniversary birthday episode i've brought back your favorite guest and my favorite guest none other than my wife Radhi Devlukia Shetty now she was pretty hot to book i had to work around her schedule and like she you know it was a long long journey for her to get here so let's welcome radhi <laughs> hey <laughs> thanks for good doing this good to be back i know it's so good to have you back thank you for yeah, doing this of course yeah. i'm really excited i love having you on the podcast and the audience loved having you as well you were our number one episode and in I the can't whole, believe that yeah in the whole last 12 months Are you not going to do a little dance for that? Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it was so nice because we got to talk about our relationship for the first time together. We got yeah. to talk about the challenges we've been through, what we've learned from, mm -hmm. and everything that we've grown through together in the last nearly four years now that we've been married. Yeah. I can't believe it's been only a year though. It feels like we've had so much going on since that. last episode. Yeah, and then we're going to update everyone who's listening. Yeah. We've got so many more things to talk about. So what we're going to do in this episode <clears throat> is we've had my team, our friends, and a group of other people come up with a list of themes and topics and questions that you and they'd like us to answer. So I'll be going through those rather than it being just a Q&A and we'll both be answering these questions awesome. for you as well. Let's do it. You excited? Know, yeah, I'm excited to hear what the questions are. Okay. So I I wanted to talk this this was actually something that people wanted us to talk about okay. which I think is a good place to start. So actually last year mm -hmm. when you did this I think you'd only ever done one interview before. Yep. And when we did this interview I remember it was massively outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And I feel like just watching you over the last 12 months it's been amazing to just see you become more naturally confident, more happy being yourself even on camera because then we get to show everyone what I see every day <laughs> behind the scenes everyone gets to see it for real yeah but i just feel like it was such a big this podcast last year was such a big step out of your comfort zone it was i remember being so nervous before it and even though it was you and i speak to you every single day and uh i think just when you're in front of a camera it ends up feeling a little bit scary but i just love that it we got to have such a natural conversation and it was yeah it was really sweet it was nice yeah. to share it with everyone 
Yeah, and then literally a few months after, and this is one of your talking points that you want us to talk about, was our red table talk experience. So I'm getting ready. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear and and what's going on. And then, shall I tell this one? Yeah, you can. And then Radhi says, she's like, so so what should I wear, right? Very good question, normal question. I think I was cooking. Yeah, I was cooking. I was like making something. And then I was running really, really late. And I was like to you, oh, like, what should I wear? Like, you know, what should I wear? What should I wear right now? And uh, you were like, oh, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be on camera. Like, just wear anything that you want. Just be comfortable. Wear wherever you want. So I had like five seconds to get ready. So I threw on like a T-shirt and jeans. Um, and then you tell the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, 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 but she skipped a detail. She's being nice to me. I, I literally said to her, I was like, I was just like, wear anything. Like, it doesn't matter what you wear. You're not even going to be on camera. Yeah. Right. Like that's literally <laughs> what I said to her because it was meant to be an interview with me. And it was one of those moments that you live to regret as a husband and a partner because I was literally like, yeah, it doesn't matter what you were like, wear anything you feel comfortable in. You're not even going to be on camera. Next thing you know, we get out of the car when we get there. We're both on camera from the moment we get out. Yeah. Uh, Jada turns up to greet us and welcome us and just, you know, makes us feel so comfortable and welcomed and happy. And she's sitting with both of us. And literally after five minutes, her and her team are like, we think Radhi should be on the episode yeah. as well. <laughs> and, and the only thing I can think of is, why did I say that? Why did I say that? Why did I say that? <laughs> And, and then they're like, Radhi, would you feel comfortable doing it? How did that feel for you? It's like, you know, a few months before you'd been on my podcast with me and that was a big step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Literally, I think it was like two months later on this or maybe three months later. But how did that feel for you? Um, well, when she asked me, there was already cameras around us. So I was like, I can't really say no. Um, and I think I was just scared because I also, you know, when you need to mentally prepare for something, um, and I take, I feel like I take a lot to mentally prepare for things that I'm doing or like going on. Um, and so, yeah, as soon as she asked me, I literally just felt like my whole body go into immense anxiety. And, um, and I can't remember, I think I said, no, okay, <laughs> within like the space of two seconds. Um, but it was, it was such a good experience because it really pushed me to do stuff that I would have never, ever, like if they'd asked me separately, I would have probably said no. Like if they had asked me beforehand and I had even time to think about it, I would have probably said no just because of my anxiety about it. But um, it was so nice to be kind of pushed and like completely shoved out of my comfort zone uh, because then when I watch it back, I was like, God, I didn't even, don't even, like I have no recollection of that moment that I was on there. I don't know what I was saying. I feel like I wasn't even very present at that time because I was so nervous, but it really taught me like afterwards and I was looking back, I was like, it's actually really so nice to be able to share things that you've learned and um, be part of something so special. And so, yeah, it was, it was a really good experience for me. Yeah. Scary, but good. <laughs> and there was the part where, <clears throat> so I went on first and we'd been having a conversation for around an hour and yeah. then they bring Radhi to the table. And that's when you were like, I could see you behind yeah. the scenes and t- tell us a bit about I that. was like pacing back and forth. I think I've never been so like, my whole hands were like so sweaty. I was like, so I, I just, I can't even describe it. I don't think I've been that anxious or nervous for a very long time. Um, and then as soon as they said, it's time for you to go on, I just had to completely drop, smile and like walk on as if I was completely okay. <laughs> So, um, but no, it was, it was again, like such a great experience and they, they make it so easy because they make it so, you make, they make you feel so comfortable when you're sitting with them. So yeah, yeah, it was great. So what we're going to do, as I said before, is we're going to go through these topics. So that was one of the themes and topics that people wanted to hear about. Here are a few more that I want to 
check out that we want to dive into. Hit me. Let's start with this one. So this one was, after the honeymoon phase ends, how do you keep your attraction level high for each other and your relationship moving forward? Ooh. It's a good question. Yeah. When yeah, does honeymoon period end? Like, what, what, what do people say that normally is? I don't know. I guess for most people, it's like six months, a year. I into guess. marriage or into a relationship? I think into a relationship, but I think it also can happen in marriage too, I guess, mm -hmm. because I guess like, I think when you're getting married, like it's such a fun moment, right? Yeah. It's like, so we know dating, we know that in dating six to 12 months, but then when you get married, it's like you have all your family yeah. and you have all these events and then you have this big high and then you get married. And obviously for us, after we got married, we moved in together and, uh -huh. and everything else that came from that. So I guess let's talk about marriage because I guess that's okay. what we're that's that's I more recent for us both i feel like for us we had to make a really conscious effort to go above and beyond for the other person and really understand how the other person likes to have fun and how the other person really likes to um express their emotions so then we try and facilitate our time together in a way that it allows us to both do that i remember we went to a football match together, a soccer match oh, yeah. it was in the u.s it was at la galaxy stadium and we left at half time. Like that's a, that's all Radhi could do. Which is now good match. because now you go with people who enjoy that with you. Yeah, and um, and I think that's part of it. Like I actually like going to watch football or basketball. Radhi likes basketball. I love. Basketball. You like going to watch yeah, basketball together. But if if I'm going to watch football, it's like I also want to watch it with someone who's going to get into it with me and get excited and be motivated. Yeah. And so I don't feel like oh she doesn't want to go with me, so then she doesn't care about what I care about because. It's the same way as I wouldn't want to go to something particularly that maybe I'm not interested in, whatever that is. Even though I seem to go with you to get pedicures and uh, manicures. He loves that. <laughs> he loves a good foot massage, loves a good pedicure. Um, you we like both getting, love spas. You like getting groomed. We both love spas. Yeah. That works well. <laughs> Uh, but we, we found that we liked doing experiences together and she's referring, we went to, this is more my kind of experience, but this last Christmas we went to Disney World. Oh yeah. And I've been wanting to go to Disney World for like ages. I haven't he been back to Disney World. He is a big kid. Like he absolutely, I think for three, four, I can't even remember how many months before, six months. Yeah. It's probably like six months. He's been so excited to go to Disneyland and to Universal. Um, and every single week he would probably mention it about his excitement for it. And, uh, and I think just through your excitement, I got excited about it. Yeah. So um, we yeah. end up at Disney World it. in Orlando and Universal and it was just, oh, it was epic. Like it was amazing. I <laughs> it loved was it. Really it was fun. so good. Like Especially at Christmas. Yeah. What I love about it is the experience that those places create and a feeling. And because I'm a creator and a content creator and I'm always like, how can I create experiences that make people feel certain mm -hmm. things and make people you know, just how do you create something that makes people feel something and makes them feel excited and makes them feel passion and all of that. And I feel like they do it with such ease. Mm. And Radhi actually felt unwell just before we went and when we got oh, there yeah. and she soldiered through. Like she was the sweetest person ever because <laughs> I knew that A, it was more for me than it was for her, but she does get into it too. And second of all, she, she felt unwell and she got pretty unwell at that time, but she soldiered through and she was just... He'd been waiting for this for six months and imagine I was like, mm, I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to watch a film and just get a bit better. No, there was like, I could not do that to him. You could have. I could have, but I didn't want to. Yeah, and it actually I really appreciate that. it. Yeah, you like pushed through. I love that. So yeah, what do you think? How do we do the, how do we keep excitement like through it after honeymoon period? 
I think experiences is a big yeah. one. Like really prioritizing experiences. Mm -hmm. We're not just like, oh, we'll find, you know, I don't think you can make attraction or chemistry or compatibility. I don't think you can take any of that for granted. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. Uh, you know, for, for men, get your hair cut regularly, you know, get your beard trimmed. That he really <laughs> thinks that, he really, really believes that he's got a new haircut. I don't know whether you guys have noticed, but um, he's changed his hairstyle and he genuinely thinks that his hairstyle has changed <laughs> the way that I look at him. It works, guys. If you, the men's like, groomer on Instagram, believes it. Jason, you are the man. <laughs> I love you. You're amazing. Do you tell the story way too much? It's a good story. I know you it's love true. it. It's the truth. Um, uh, but but no, I I mean le, le, okay, let's get to it. So the experiences are a big one. I think getting to know each other more and more as months go on and how we're changing as well. I think that makes a difference because you're never going to be the same person you were a year ago. And if we're not watching each other grow and watching each other uh, like mold into different people and observing that, then actually that can also be something that can you can lose this like spark because actually we change so much. And so you're kind of falling in love with a different person regularly if you're paying attention, um, which I think that's that's quite cool. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's a really good point actually that you've got to be open to the fact that the person's becoming different. Yeah. And you've got to want to be able to fall in love with a new person rather than trying to keep them the same. Exactly. Rather than being like, oh, wait a minute, you weren't like this when I married you. Yeah. Like, you were like this. Or, you know, you were less like this when I married you and now you've changed. Or all of that kind of language yeah. that often comes in relationships. Like, I feel like we are actually very different people. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, we're yeah, very different sure. people. Like, I think... You really ground me, you center me, you remind me of what's really important. You are more energetic than me. In different ways. Yeah, and and just like, I feel like we're actually very different and people will mm. be like, well, how do you, but we have the same deeper values, like our yeah. spiritual values are the same, but also not just our spiritual values. I feel like we both are able, I, I feel this is it. I feel like we're both able to love each other for who we are mm -hmm. rather than who we want the other person to become for us yeah for sure and I think we we've kind of had that from the beginning or at least for most of our relationship we established that and I think it was good because we did those like those rules of things that we knew we didn't want to change about ourselves or that we really felt were important to each other um but yeah no I agree I think I think that's a really good point okay let's take the next one the next one okay. is when your partner is fully committed to a priority or project and you're feeling unseen, how do you help yourself? Ooh. What's that film where they go, I see you? I don't know. Anybody know? Isn't no, that just like, don't we just do that? No, no. Oh. It's like a couple thing where they're oh. like, I see you, which means like, you know, I love you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> if you know, then comment below and tell us. Um, I feel like you're really, really good at balancing. Like he has a really, really crazy schedule. Like, I don't think I've seen anybody with a crazier schedule than than him. And the way that he's able to really balance his work, but then still always prioritize me, like I never feel like I'm not a priority. And I think it's, um, I mean, I don't know whether we spoke about this in the last one about, we did it, didn't we, about quality over quantity. Um, but he really lives that and he's like that with everybody around him. And so like you get a good, he's so focused, so attentive. Um, so even in the time that we do spend together, even if he has a crazy like week, two weeks, a month, or if I do, 
um, then the time that we are actually able to spend together, you're so attentive and focused. And actually, if I ever need you or anything needs to like, I need you to do anything for me or if something's urgent for me or if you just feel that my emotions are even changing or I'm feeling like a little bit sad or anything, like you always are there attentive to pick up on it and you always change everything around to just be there for me in those times. And so I feel like, I can't really say that I feel like I've been unseen by you. I think we've learned how to pick up on each other's emotions and know when to show up for the other person, which I feel like maybe we didn't have at the beginning of our marriage, but I think that we've really learned to understand that from one another. And it's, and it's definitely changed the way that we feel loved by one another now. <laughs> I just miss her every day. Like this year, she was in London for like yeah, a long time. Yeah, a month. A she month was with her family. She was with... Uh, the restaurant she's been working on yeah. and she was got like we didn't spend time together I think over a period of I'd probably say like there were like six weeks we didn't actually properly see each other yeah probably we weren't not there were probably like six weeks that we didn't see each other we weren't in the same country for a lot of that mm -hmm. I was in LA and she was in London and on top of that we weren't talking all the time but with Radhi she's really good at sending me voice notes which are hilarious Yeah, sending me exactly. funny selfies, which I absolutely love, like getting, <laughs> I just her pulling like the funniest faces ever. And then her trying to call me as much as she can. And that's how I, I am. I'm the same way. Like, I don't feel like we've set rules about when we are apart. We just get on with stuff. So yeah. like the way I deal with it, if she's busy with the project is I book out my whole schedule, whether that's spending time with myself, which I really enjoy. And, and I think that's a really important one that When I know she's busy and she's really focused and she can't like be on a phone call all the time or talking and our time difference, for me, it's like, that's my time alone. Like that's mm. an opportunity for me to really invest in my relationship with myself and how I feel and what I'm doing for myself. So this year I started playing more tennis. I, I started prioritizing <laughs> my exercise. I started spending more time at the gym. Like I was just thinking about like, what can I do? to invest in myself during this time. I was spending more time with friends. I was catching up with people I haven't seen in a long time. And it's not that she's not available for a phone call or to talk to or to message. It's not that. It's just, hey, here's my time to spend a bit of quality time with myself. And I think that's such an important thing. And I know you do it as well when I'm traveling yeah. for work and stuff. And I think we've both built that independence up. And at the same time, then I was just so excited to see her. I couldn't wait for the day she was coming back. And I remember that hug that we had when you, the day you came back. Yeah. Like it was just like, I was so happy to have you back. I know, And so I actually loved that feeling of missing her. And I also loved that feeling of having time to really invest in my relationship with myself. And how about when you, like, have you ever felt a time when you felt unseen by me? No. I think no, we had. We I talked think we, about that last year, like when they yeah. were trying, but not not in the past 12 months. Yeah, not I think we've really learned months. to detect when each other needs. Yeah, needs I think last year we talked about a lot of the times when we've made that mistake, but I think in the last 12 months now. Yeah. All right, let's do the next one. Okay, so what would you say annoys you the most <clears throat> about your partner? All right, I'm going to go first because it's easy. Okay, go on. Okay, so for me, it is my charges and my tech. Oh my gosh. Like, why? Look, so, no. so, no, wait, 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 I'm going to go for it. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have charges. <laughs> I know, go on, carry on. I have charges placed in every key location in the home. I have one <laughs> by my bed. I have one at my study. I have one in the corner of where the TV is. Like I just have charges everywhere because I use my phone a lot. I'm in lots of different locations. I have one in the car. And so I like to be able to charge it. I don't like being moving around. So then charges stay where they are. 
often I will find charges have moved locations. Charges are no longer in those locations. My mom's going to get well happy with this because I do this to her when I go home as well. And she says the same thing to me. Yeah, charges are missing. So what I decided to do, because, because the worst thing is when I noticed this and I'm like, Radhi, that's my charger. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> She's like, no, I, I bought this. Like, I'm like, no, that is my charger. And she was like, no, no, no. Uh, just I, to be clear, iPhone chargers all look the same. So, so I went a step further and got a different colored cable. So I was like, this is it, right? Like I've got this bright pink cable. I was like, there's no chance that she bought the same bright pink I thought pink you bought cable. it for me. No. Yeah, exactly. And then that happens with that too. So that is probably the most annoying yes. thing. I do I, I, see the annoyance come out fiercely when he can't find a charger. Last night. <laughs> yeah, last night I was sleeping and he was like, Ruddy, where's my charger? I was like, it's in my bag. Why is it in your bag? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's probably my okay, number so one thing, I okay. think. I can't, I'm um, trying to think of other stuff, but that's definitely... What's the thing that annoys me about you? Hmm. Oh, I know. Well, I don't know whether this is actually a thing that... Yeah, You okay. talked about my shoes last time. So we got no, I'm not talking about shoes. Um... The one thing that annoys me is that, oh, because he has this really annoying photographic weird memory where he can actually remember every single thing. And so even if I'm right, and even if I know I did something, because I know he's got this memory, I then question myself. <laughs> because like, I know for a fact like something has happened and I say that to him or I know I've told him something, but because I know how good his memory and how like weird his brain is, I then question myself because I'm like, mm, he does have that. Like he does know how to remember every single thing that someone possibly says. So then I question my, my memory abilities because of your <laughs> like genius brain. That's not nice. So yeah, that's, that's a bit annoying. Five almonds a day, guys. My mom trained me. Five almonds a day. Apparently, yeah. Ayurvedic remedy. Is it? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but almonds do have that quality, yeah. Really? Yeah. They're meant to be good for brain power. What else? Is, what other nuts are good for brain power? Walnuts. That's why they're shaped like a brain. Did you know that? Yeah, Walnuts you told shape. me that before. Oh, yeah. Um, all nuts, really, nuts and seeds, they have really good um, good um, ingredients that are meant to be good for brain power. Okay. Yeah. All right, next question is, what's something your partner has said to you that really hurt you but served as a valuable lesson? Um, oh, I know what mine is. You always tell me that I don't know how to like utilize my time well, which didn't hurt, which no, in, in like, in like a, in a good way though, in terms of like, I I've have never said that. To no, you. you do. As in not, not in a bad way, but you always say that I need to learn how to, you know, use my time in a way that's efficient because I know I don't like, I'm a big procrastinator. It's never come like in a rude way from me. It's when I've been talking about what I'm struggling with. Um, whether it's to do with things that I want to get done or um, how I feel like time just gets away from me through, and a whole day goes by and I feel like I've hardly got anything done. And um, I have this really bad habit of just either procrastinating or not knowing how to prioritize things. And so I'll end up having a list of to do and I'll end up doing everything that's completely not on my list, like reorganizing a kitchen cupboard instead of what's actually on my list of things to do. So you get, you, you, you talk about this a lot. It wasn't just that line, but when you tell me that about myself, I know it's definitely true because it hits home. Mm. So not, I don't think you, we don't really, I feel like we don't often, we have never been in a situation where we don't filter what we say to each other. Like even if we're really upset with one another or even if we're angry or whatever it is, I don't feel like we burst out like words that we don't mean. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we've ever really done that. I don't think we've been so harsh with our words in, in arguments or when we felt upset with one another. Yeah, I, I just feel like with that type of stuff, you have to be careful about that with your partner because yeah. 
you've got to look at this person like every night before you go to bed, you have to see them every morning when you wake up. Mm -hmm. And if you say stuff you don't mean too often, either it becomes real <clears throat> or that person feels like, just like a joke has an element of truth. Mm. Even if you say something you don't mean that's extreme, there's still an element of truth. And now that person has that with them. Yeah. And I know one thing that I used to say that I stopped saying in our relationship was for a long time, I used to say things like, oh, you know, like we don't, I don't, re I can live without you if I needed to. Oh, yeah. And I used to see that as a sign of strength to say that. And that came from me just being detached and, you know, being independent. But then I started to see like that type of language in a relationship. And I never said it in a mean way or a extreme way, but just that statement, what those words actually mean, you end up pushing your partner away. And so you've got to be so careful with your words that you say to your partner, because if you're saying something just to get a reaction out of them, or you're saying something to, it's like being 16 again, you know, like when you would, <laughs> when you say something to your friend, just to get a reaction out of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you can't live like that with your partner because you're just with them so much of the day yeah. that you've got to be so intentional and focused on how you speak to people. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, what's the one that you, so what's my thing? What would you, what's something your partner said to you that really hurt you but served as a valuable lesson? I don't think you've ever said anything hurtful to me. About, what about when I said I didn't like your hair? <laughs> there are, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, there are times when like I've worked really hard on something Oh yeah. Like the, oh yeah, yeah, this is it, this is it. Okay, go ahead, tell me. I've worked really hard on something like a video or I've been on a photo shoot or oh, yeah, we, we have a lot launched of those a podcast moments. logo or whatever. I've worked really hard on something and I'll show Radhi to get her feedback. He is just so honest. Like she is just honest. Like she does not hold back. <laughs> like she would just say it as it is. And in the beginning, and even there are sometimes now where like my ego gets hurt or where my emotions get hurt, but then I'm like, actually, I'm so lucky that I have someone who's so honest. And that's become a valuable lesson for me because if she wasn't like that and she just said yes, yes, yes to everything I did, then I would never know whether if I was doing something was good or not. Whereas I know now if I show her a video and she's like, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that, then I'm like, oh, at least she cares to be honest with me rather than just be like, oh yeah, that's the best video I've ever seen. And then we put it up and then no one likes it. And so for me, like I've learned to value her honesty and she's just raw sometimes. Like she'll straight away be like, oh, that's terrible, right? But it's, it's in a loving way because it's out of care ultimately yes. in terms of getting the right thing. So for me, I've taken, I think that's the one. That's the one it is for me. So I actually value Radhi being honest with me as opposed to, either lying to me or just saying yes for the sake of it or just to make me feel better. So that's mine. Okay, fair. Cool. Yeah? I agree. I okay. do do that. <laughs> All right, okay. So here we go. What's the next one? Okay. How do you decide what you guys show to the public and what you keep private? Good question. We've, I've been talking to you about this a lot, haven't I? Um, I find I get asked a lot why I don't share like so much of mine and Jay's relationship on my page, um, whether it's like pictures or whatever it is. And I find like you're so sweet and you're so expressive on your page. And I feel you're like that, whether it's with me or whether it's with your friends or like whoever comes on your podcast, like you genuinely want to show appreciation and love on your page. And I think that's such a wonderful thing, but I think it's really good for people to know that there can be different types of people in relationships. And so that is him. And that's how he likes to express himself. Um, along with being so expressive in person, that's how he is. Whereas for me, I just, um, 
I don't know, there's a part of me that just likes keeping that to ourselves. But also I find generally, and especially for women, a lot of um, like posts online of, of people who look very, very happy together and, you know, that have um, a lot of relationship posts, it can actually agitate a lot of people who are feeling quite sad about that area of their life. And unfortunately, that is really prominent in society at the moment. Like a lot of people are really upset in their relationships or um, not dating and finding it really difficult. And so um, I often try and just avoid posting things that I think might just agitate people in that way, especially because love is the one thing that people are searching for so much. And so I do post things and I do post fun stuff with us, but I like to leave some of the stuff for just us to, for me to be able to say to you privately and yeah, not online. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's just how, how I feel. And I feel it's sometimes I've actually felt like, oh, maybe I should like write a really sweet post online and, you know, say to him and I'm like, oh, but maybe I just want to write in his card. And then I write it all out and then I just delete it. And I write what I actually feel like writing, which is something just sweet, light and like just relaxed rather than, you know, having that emotional outpour online, which I find a bit difficult to do. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's okay. like, it's, it's okay to be both people. And I think there's beauty in what, how you are online um, and how you express yourself. But I feel like I just want to protect that part of me a little bit and not have that, have that so much out there. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, it's, I'm always thinking about like, what can I share with you? That's going to be useful to you. So if you're listening or watching right now, I want to make sure that anything I'm sharing in our relationship is actually helpful to you, is useful to you, is real for you as well. Like, why are we doing this conversation? Because we get to talk about what goes wrong, what we don't yeah. like about each other, what, what doesn't work or not what we don't like about each other, but what <laughs> annoys each other. You know, all of the things that we're talking about already right now, to me, I want you to see that. Mm. I, I want you to hear that because I want you to hear that people can be different. People can have different opinions. They can have different priorities, but they can still love each other and they can still be together. And so for me, sometimes the reason why I share those messages is just because I'm like, this may be relevant to someone out there. And that's why we did last year's podcast. That's why we're doing this one. Because I'm hoping when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, wait a minute, that's me and my yeah. boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever it is. Like, that's me and my friend. Like, I want you to hear that and recognize that you can work through this stuff, that with work, with effort, you can actually get there. So yeah, that's what, how I decide what I'm going to share. Okay, next one. Uh, have you ever felt pressurized by your partner in any way? Um, I, have, I have to be honest and say no with this one in yeah. the sense that I feel like you've been really great at coaching me through my growth in areas that you're more advanced. So when it comes to health, rather is far more health conscious in what she eats and her exercise routine. And it's, it's, it's beautiful for her wellness and how she sees wellness as this wholesome thing. And she's been that way since we've been together. And I have always focused on my mental health, but not as much on my physical health. And I've never felt forced by Radhi or pressurized by her to become someone I'm not when it comes to my physical health. I've always felt coached and guided by her. So I remember when we first moved to LA, she was the one like looking for a personal trainer for me because she was like, I know that, you know, I told her that that was the only way I would be able to get into that rhythm. And so she was doing that research for me. And then when it comes to my food, she's always making sure that whatever she cooks is right. And even though she loves spicy food because spicy food is not good for me, she makes sure that the food she cooks for both of us is not spicy. And so I've always felt like very encouraged. And now that I'm at like feeling like the best I've felt ever, it's like, I feel so happy about that because I, I feel like I did it in my own time. 
I did it for myself and I have a practice and ways of doing it that are right for me. And often when things are pressurized, it's very much like, well, this is how I do it. This is how you should do it. And this is what you need to do. Whereas for me, it's like, I'm doing it for myself. I found my way of doing it and I did it in my time. And to me, having someone, especially a partner who wants you to be healthy, but not doing in a way that makes you feel bad about yourself. Like I, yeah, at one point I was probably eating too much sugar or eating too much chocolate or whatever it was. And Radhi never made me feel bad about it, but she would educate me as to why it could be better. And I feel like being educated in that way is, is a much smarter way of helping your partner actually grow. <laughs> Did you know that that granola you're eating is the same as... That is literally yeah. how you eat. <laughs> There's the same amount of sugar in this as this. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah it's so much about education. Um, I think with pressure, actually one thing that I thought of when I had that question was, I also don't feel like you've ever pressured me. And one of the main things for me was when we actually met you just you know you were recently a monk before that and so in my eyes I was like oh my gosh and I was just kind of starting my meditation practice at that time and so for me it was yeah I always thought oh my gosh am I like gonna feel really really pressured by the by the knowledge that he has and by the way that his meditation practice must be so deep and powerful and um, all of that, you know, I I thought I would feel that way, but actually you were just such a wonderful guide and teacher in allowing me to explore it myself. Because just like you said, I don't feel like anybody will want any, nobody is going to feel happy about doing something that they're pressured into. And also just the conviction with which someone wants to do something, if it's done out of pressure, actually it's not going to be that much. And so they're not going to want to stick to it anyway. Um, And so, yeah, I felt like that was such a beautiful journey that I went through by observing how you were in your um, day-to-day life. And then how your meditation practice and how your spiritual journey is what took you to become that person. And so for me, that was the greatest motivation for me to continue my journey in it um, without you saying anything or making me feel a certain way about it. Um, And again, the other thing I think of is how... Um, yeah, anything that I wanted to do or I've said I wanted to do, you've always given me advice on it and always given me the best advice that I could have asked for. But yeah, you've never forced me to do the things that you've told me that I should be doing. Like if we've, you've given me Regiment. advice, yeah, you're not regimental about it. Like you've given me advice on so many different things. And a lot of the times I haven't taken the advice or I've heard it, but I haven't been able to, um, put it into practice. But you just really allow me to find that journey myself and you're always there to support me, which is what I think a partner should be like in that way. But you don't, yeah, you don't get annoyed if I don't do it and you don't pressure me into doing it if if I'm not ready for it. So, yes, no, I don't feel pressured by you. <laughs> Except for when um, you don't want to eat sugar and I want to eat like chocolate cake and ice cream and you're like, I'm not eating sugar right now. Then I feel sad. <laughs> and a little bit pressured to also have to not have sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Which started from you. I know, which started from me. But so I, like, I like having sugar sometimes. <laughs> He's like an all or nothing. So that's another thing like yeah. about our characters, which are so different. I can have a small bit of like chocolate every day or like a small amount of something every day and I will be fine. I will never have to finish it. I can just have that small amount and be very happy. He, if we're having sugar, it'll be like, we go to the ice cream place, Coca Bella Creamery, the best vegan ice cream place ever. So we'll go there. And he'll be like, okay, could I please have a chocolate fudge ice cream with 
triple or quadruple chocolate sauce, triple chocolate chips, triple sprinkles. That's a good um, A chocolate brownie that's heated up. And basically he goes, he has the same amount of sugar for like a month that he should in like one day um, well, I remembered of my order I know his order that is exactly my much. order we went there the other day and they were like oh you've got 600 points <laughs> which he got all while I was away <laughs> <laughs> no, I've saved them I'm saving, saving them. them one um, day I want to walk in there and use all my points <laughs> and like feed everyone <laughs> um, but yeah no so he's an all or nothing whereas I feel like I'm quite like I, I, I will have a little yeah. often um, but you're really good like when he says no to having something we will go anywhere and there'll be like the most incredible stuff around us to eat and you'll just be like no I'll have yeah. fruit I'm like oh fine don't share my cake with me <laughs> um, and I think we've also felt it with like ambition yeah in the sense of like I feel like I've always been really driven like since since I remember in my teenage years I've always been really driven I've always been really focused and motivated and inspired and I've always been ambitious and chasing my dreams whatever they may be and when we met I was very clear about that as well yeah. that's who I was but I feel like I've I work I work harder on my purpose now than I ever have. Yeah. So in one sense, I've changed a lot since we met because when we met, I still wasn't working as hard as I am now on my purpose, mm. but I've never felt the pressure to slow down from you yeah. or I've never felt the pressure to have to detach from those dreams or disconnect from those dreams. And I think that really helps me because I'm not worried about feeling like I'm letting her down because she doesn't let me she doesn't make me feel that way because she doesn't feel mm. that way, I feel. I, got, I think I've been asked this before because of the speed that you work at and like how uh, focused you are, whether that makes me feel like pressured into being that way. And I actually, like, I feel like that, we, we, that never really happens. I feel like I watch you do it and I'm so amazed by it and in awe of it. But um, I feel like I still work at the same speed. I'm just like, just chilling along, um, doing things at my own pace. But I think that also shows that like, I never feel you're putting that onto me. It's mm -hmm. always just you doing you and I get to do me at the same time. But we can just kind of work on parallel. Uh, yeah. Which is quite nice. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Let's do the next subject that's over here. The next one is... Give us a fun one. Uh, what can only your partner do that really makes you feel loved and special? I mean, that's more you <laughs> rather than fun. Um, what do you do that makes me feel really special? Yeah, loved and special. Loved and special. <laughs> Should I say what you say to me? <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, no. I, don't know, I don't know where this came from. I'm going to share this because it's really funny. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. But one day he came and he like whispered in my ear. Was it like while I was sleeping? Which also could have been a bit creepy. But um, he came and whispered in my ear. He was like, you are loved. You are cherished. You are, no, is it? You, you, are, no, it? you are loved. You are cared for. You are cherished like a little cherub. <laughs> um, so, and then since joke. then, I know he says a joke, but really he, he feels like, it actually makes me feel a bit cute. Like I like it. Um, so since then, every time I feel like I'm getting stressed out or he sees me getting a bit worked up, like if I'm cooking in the kitchen for like 50 people, um, he'll come up to me, hug me and say, you are loved, you are cared for, you are cherished like a little cherub. <laughs> so that makes me feel kind of cared for and loved. Um, and what else do you do that I feel loved and cared for? Just every day, he's just, uh, like I've said this before, but it's just an ongoing thing with him. Like he's just always very loving and caring on a daily basis that um, 
there's never really a need for like special gestures or like crazy stuff because I feel like it's just stable and he's just always I always feel supported and loved and cared for by him because that's just how he is yeah for me it's we talked about this last year where we talked <laughs> about like love languages and things like that but it's interesting how even the love languages are so much deeper than just the way they're spoken about. So I was always a gift person growing up, which I spoke about last year, but we both live a life where we both don't live for gifts anymore. Like if I want something, I buy it for myself because I need it at that time. If Riley wants something, she buys it. So we don't give each other gifts at all anymore as in physical objects yeah. or gifts, because we know that if we want something, we'll get it for ourselves or we don't really have a need for a lot of stuff. Like we don't have a lot of things in that way in our life, I feel. But for me, the biggest one has been the way Radhi has understood my love language in the deepest way. So in the last two years, and we spoke about one of them last year, <laughs> but Radhi has thrown me two of the biggest surprise parties. I have. And one was for my birthday, which was when we first moved to LA. Yeah. But last year, it was after my live show. Yeah. And so I, I want to talk about this for a moment because it was so important. So I did my first ever live show in LA. Nearly 2,000 of you showed up. Mm -hmm. It was packed. It was at the Ace Theater. My team and I had worked for six weeks to prepare this incredible show that we were absolutely so proud of and in love with to put on stage. I'd been practicing with my team for like eight hours, nine hours a day for a week beforehand. And then you're on stage. I was on stage for about two and a half hours. We had this incredible show. People traveled from like Japan and Australia and London and from all over the world. And people really had this phenomenal experience. And then you experience something really unique. So just think about that for a moment. You've got, you've, you've put all this effort into building this thing. You then experience it with thousands of people. And then you're grabbing your bags, you're grabbing your clothes, and you're getting into the back of an Uber on your own. <laughs> It's, it's, like the, it's like one of the weirdest experiences ever where you go from this real high to the almost being in completely the opposite scenario. And on my way home, I was thinking, I was like, wow, now I realize so many of the people I coach, so many people I work with, so many people I know who live these much more extreme highs than I do. Like they have like 80,000 people, 100,000 people in you know, their audiences or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're spending time alone without that buzz and rush. And I was thinking... There are so many people that get dissatisfied by not having that all the time and feel lost and confused. And I was thinking about the most important people in my life. And I was like, well, I'm going back to my wife who loves me. And, you know, that's such a, such a fulfilling feeling. And I was like, I have friends, but anyway, I'm going home. And when I get home, I walk through the door and there's like, everyone I care about is in that room. <laughs> Literally all my closest friends are at my house. There's this big surprise. Radhi has always has cooked like this incredible meal. She's got like these amazing balloons that spell out JS Live. She's got this amazing chocolate cake. Uh, and it was just like this really fulfilling feeling that I'm so fortunate to have an incredible group of people around me that love me, that really care for me, that are going to stay at my house till midnight yeah. on a work night to celebrate my day with me that I've done this event. And... Radhi's just figured out a way of giving me the gifts that I can't buy myself. And, and I think that's what a gift really is. Whether it's an object, whether it's a thing, whether it's an experience, a real gift is giving someone something they can't give themselves. And 
I, you can't organize a surprise party for yourself. <laughs> you can't organize a party for yourself where you tell all your friends to come and surprise you if you know it's happening. And she's really figured out the depth of the lung, love language of the definition of gift in my, gift in my opinion. Right, but don't be expecting this like every year. I'm expecting it every year now. It's happened the last two years I'm, in a row. I'm like done. It always happens around November. Honestly, you know, there's something about November. Honestly, two months off it's my birthday, like, it gives a bit of time. I cannot it. explain how much I dislike organizing surprise birthdays. But you do them really well. Like you're really good at it. Yeah, because I've done like two for you now. Look, if you want to hire me to um, throw your girlfriend, boyfriends or your own surprise party then I'm available and I have all the contacts because I've done it twice for him now and it took all the energy that I could possibly imagine that I had. They were amazing. Though. Thank you. But yeah, no, that was also like for me going out of my comfort zone to do something I know that he would have been really happy about because I'm not an organized person and I find those things really difficult and stressful, but it was definitely worth it because you came in and you were actually so surprised. I thought you knew, but all I made all of his friends and us like all rushed out of the event. Like, okay, cool, PC later. I'm a bit tired. I'm going to go to bed. Um, and then everybody waited here for a really yeah, long time for you to come everyone. back. Everyone who waited. Thank and it was so really much. sweet. Like, it's really it special. Perfect. Thank you so much. And, and that's one of the things, actually, I want to talk about that for a moment. This is that when we first moved to LA from New York, literally everyone who heard that we were moving would say to us, you know what people are like in LA. Yeah, that's so true. Like they're like, you know that everyone in LA is superficial. You know, everyone in LA doesn't really care. Mm -hmm. And we heard that so much. And I've always had this rule in life for myself that no matter what I hear from someone about something, someone or anywhere, I won't trust it or base my opinion on it until I've experienced it myself. Yeah. And I've always had that rule. So if someone tells me this is an amazing holiday destination, until I've been to that <laughs> place, I will not agree with that. Yeah. If someone tells me this person is not nice or is nice, I will not agree or disagree with that until I've met and experienced that person yeah. and also actually spend time with them, not just spend time with them in an elevator or something like that, like actually spend quality time with them. And so for me... I was like, well, if you think that about LA or loads of people think that about LA, I'm not going to let that define LA for me. I'm going to define LA for myself. And I have to be completely honest, like we have met some of our closest, deepest yeah, friends. And so many of you I know listening and watching right now, some of our deepest and closest friends we found and made in LA. Definitely. And I know Radhi feels that. That's what she feels at home here. I know I feel that. That's what I feel at home here. You know who you are. And that's such a special thing that these stereotypes and these broad generalizations we make about people or places are not true. They become what you want them to be. Mm -hmm. And I really feel in our life that LA has been such a beautiful place for both of us yeah. to find our purpose and create our purpose and live our purpose. <clears throat> and, you know, you can't really define a place just based, you can't just say that a place has a reputation or anything like that because... You, you find the people where they are. So for me, the people I've met here and the friends I've made here have just been absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and for me, what we've really tried to do, and I think this is important too, is we've tried to build the conscious spiritual community that we want. So rather than expecting that what you want should exist anyway, why not create yourself? Yeah. So we started hosting these events at our home last year. We did two of them. We're doing another one coming up soon. Mm -hmm. We invite our friends to them and they're spiritual events, community events that we used to have in London. 
and in New York a little bit, but definitely in London. And we wanted our friends to experience meditation in the way we meditate. We wanted our friends to experience wisdom from the people that we learn from. And so we started organizing these events. And now they're not parties in the same way. Like we don't have any alcohol at these events. Like no one's getting, you know, it's not not that kind of an event. It's, um, It's an event where people feel that they can connect with themselves, a place where people feel they can connect with their consciousness and have a deeper experience. And that was the experience we wanted to offer our friends. Mm. And thankfully our friends love that kind of stuff. So it's worked out. But I just think it's so important that we don't expect things in a place, but you go and create for yourself. Yeah, I love it. Cool. All right, okay. (laughs) Next one that is on the list. What are some telltale signs that your partner is upset? Yeah, he's pretty obvious. Um, If he's mad, he'll sound mad. If he's sad, he'll sound sad. I'm, I, I'm pretty easy. If he needs chocolate, he'll sound like he needs chocolate. Um, yeah, I feel like you kind of just, if he's upset, he'll just be like, look, when, like, I need to tell you this has upset me. Or, yeah, you're like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the last time you were upset. Oh, yesterday night when he was mad about his charges, I knew he was mad. <laughs> I heard it in his voice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we're very hidden with it. I think I'm probably a little bit more hidden than you no, are about it. Rather just goes quiet. Yeah, go quiet. Or I'll see her on the balcony crying. <laughs> yes, literally, literally yeah. that. I'll just see her Those outside. Like, obviously, she wakes up earlier than me, so I'll wake up and she's outside and I just see like, tears. <laughs> I, I cry sometimes during my meditations yeah. in the morning. It's like my time and then suddenly I'll realize I'm sad about something and then I'll just start crying and then he yeah. catches me at that time. Yeah. Or yeah, my quietness. I need to, I, we spoke about this last time yeah. but i need time to process yeah. so but you also tell me when you're sad about something yeah sometimes like, be like i'm sad it's not about you yeah but i'm sad <laughs> that, that's also very this happens note. a lot this is a yeah. useful note because i get so you know i think we're all in one sense we're all so self-centered that we always feel like people are sad uh-huh. because of something we did like it's a self-centered ego trick where like if she's sad it must be something i did even though i know i didn't do anything wrong and so then i but her telling me i'm sad but it's nothing to do with you it's like you know, yeah. it's actually a useful technique in relationships. I'm really irritated right now and I don't know why. I've done this a lot. I feel really irritated. I don't know why, but I just want you to know that I'm feeling that way. So yeah. it's really <laughs> stay <useful>. away. <laughs> yeah, it's just really useful to communicate that to your partner rather than expecting them. Like no one's a mind reader. Mm. Like no one is a mind reader. And I think one of the biggest challenges in relationships is you just expect the other person to know um, what you're thinking. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right, that was a quick one. Cool. Okay, this one is... Do you still try to impress each other? Yeah, probably. I feel like it's just like a subcon, like an unconscious thing that you do, where it's unconscious, subconscious, mm. one of the consciouses, um, <laughs> something conscious um, thing that you do, where it's like whether it's your outfit or whether it's like something you've you've like done or made or like if I've cooked something. I think there's always an, always an element of wanting the other person to approve or to like it. Yeah, um, I think that's natural. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. Definitely. Like if I'm wearing something or I've achieved something or whatever it may be like, yeah, I, I, I love that. And I think it's an important thing to have. Like, I I don't like you should feel like that, right? Yeah. It's like, if if, and and impress in the sense of it's not about getting the other person's validation. You want your partner to like be excited, acknowledge, be excited for you, recognize you. And I, I, I love that feeling. Like I don't, and I think if I didn't feel that way about her, then you're going to find other people to impress mm. and you're going to want to impress other people. Yeah. And so I feel it like it's an important quality to have. And I feel like you, you lose that energy and the spark if you exact- stop trying to do that to each other, because that's how you were when you first met. Mm. Like that's what you try to do when you first met. And if you stop doing that, it's, 
yeah, it's just, it's not about validation. That's no. not the ego one. It's about knowing that you love someone and always like. And knowing that the them... other person excited when you're excited too. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Next. You don't add anything? Oh. No. Okay. Let's go. All right. Okay. Power okay. through. So what do you like most about your partner's sense of humor? Oh my gosh, guys. So I feel like most of you only realized this when he went on stage at the live show, if you were there, but he is actually really, well, okay, no, he's become really funny. Actually, you were funny-ish before, but like he had a lot of dad jokes, but now, oh my gosh, he's taking his humor to another level. I don't know where it's come from, um, but like at the live show, you were on fire. I was laughing so hard. And most of the time I'm like, hmm this is funny um but i was actually crying with laughter like you were really good on stage and i feel like when you're in your element all like different sides of you come out and you really like you come into who you like fully are on stage and that was really cool for us and i had so many people message me about how funny you were on stage and that they had no idea that you had humor in you um but that was really cool to see Mm. And what was the question again? <laughs> what do you like most about your partner's sense of humor? Oh, yeah. Now he really knows how to make me laugh. Like, even if it's really silly stuff, I can't even think of it right now. But you definitely know how to make me from my belly laugh, not just a, mm-hmm, that was cute. <laughs> but I still take it too far sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's like <laughs> I'm laughing really hard and then he keeps going because like he thinks it's going to make me keep laughing. But then he kind of ruins it. But that's also quite funny. <laughs> I do that a lot. Yeah. I do that a lot where she's like, okay, you went too far. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I'm just going to get one more laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. My st- on stage is where I feel like I'm at my most myself in terms of when I'm sharing. And I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm at my best on stage. So I, I love being with the audience and I love the energy that everyone gave me that day as well. And, you know, when, when I'll be touring soon as well, I can't wait to meet so many more of you. So mm. it'll be fun. But yeah, okay, about you, what's my favorite thing? Radhi is literally exactly who she is on her Instagram. <laughs> like I just, whenever anyone tells me like, oh, I love her post, like I love the light she is, like that is her, like that's just her all the time. Like I wake up and she'll be doing a dance. Like <laughs> when I walk into the living room or, or like I come home and she's just like smiling and laughing and she'll make jokes about everything. Like Radhi doesn't take life seriously, I feel. And that's what I love about you so much. And what I mean by that is she takes her spiritual life seriously, but then she doesn't take her day seriously. Like she's happy to laugh at herself. She's happy to laugh at what's going on. We can both be like talking about something really serious at one point and then we'll both start laughing because she's able to laugh at it. And and I just think she's always got this childlike energy and it's not childish because we don't, you know, we don't want people to act childish, but when people are childlike and Riley really has that, like she always makes everyone laugh. She's, yeah, she just says funny stuff throughout the day and her dances are the best. And uh, my I no, love it. My I'm no so, rhythm dances. And they're the best. I'm just so happy that I get to experience them all the time. Like I'm really, really happy. Like you've made, you've brought, you are literally the comedian of our lives. Yeah, I mean, and, you're, you're catching up though. Yeah. <laughs> you are catching up with your jokes. I have to, I'll give you that. You're definitely becoming more fu- funnier with age. I like your sense of humor is playful and not like contrived. It's not like she tells knock, knock jokes and stuff like that. It's like, it's just playful. It's childlike. It's abundant. Like it's just there. It's who she is. It's like, it's the best thing about you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I love seeing you laugh. That's yeah. the best thing because she laughs at her own jokes the most. Oh, I laugh at my own jokes all the time. And I love time. watching her laugh at her own jokes because Because I feel laugh. like, look, if there's ever a time when you need to laugh and there's nobody around, you need to be able to be at a point where you can make yourself laugh. Mm. If you're having a bad day, make yourself laugh. 
Don't leave it on it, somebody else. It's good advice. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we've only got a few more left to go. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, Radhi also does, I, I want to add this. Radhi oh, no. also does some oh. funny stuff that makes me laugh a lot. So we went to this Halloween party. Oh. And it was a fancy dress party, obviously, as Halloween is. And Radhi came up with this idea about a month before that we should go as a Rajasthani prince and princess yes. based on this movie called Padmavati for those of you who watch Bollywood. And so Riley came up with that idea. I'm, you know, I would probably gone as Batman or something average. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Like it's different. Let's do it. You tell the rest of the story. So I, I thought of the idea and then obviously you either have to do it fully or you just end up looking just odd so I thought okay let's go the full way so that meant having pretty much like a bridal Indian outfit on um and he was wearing basically a groom's outfit for a wedding and in theory it looked really cool in my head which it did but it was so heavy like my headpiece the skirt I, he had to one push me into the car. It was so big. I had to lift Like he had to lift my dress into, into the, the car. car. Then I lasted about 30 minutes at the event. And I was like, I have to go home. I literally cannot lift this anymore. My head was hurting. Um, the skirt was too heavy to like move about in. So I lasted at that party for 30 minutes, came home, undressed, got into my PJs. So I walked and around the party for the rest of the night as, a, as a single Indian Prince yeah. in this hat with my sword, yes. wearing an Indian outfit. Yeah, he had a sword. I got, he and got it's like, sword. I only looked good when I was with her. Like it only looked good yeah. as an ensemble, like together. But me on my own, it was not cool. So that was, Everyone was like, what are you doing? It was, hor- it was like so pirate, horrendous. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't think about that part. Yeah, that, I got overexcited. I find that stuff so funny about you, though. Yeah, that was that was not one of my best moments. <laughs> Okay, so this question is, what are you proudest of your partner from the last 12 months since the first, since the first podcast? Oh, okay. So definitely the live event was one of yeah, them because yeah. you also showed people that you made them laugh. So that was cool for me. And then the other thing was obviously your book because I've been watching him work on this book for, gosh, how long have you been writing it for? 12 months. 12 months. Yeah, he's been writing it for 12 months and I've only read bits of it. But from what I have seen, it's just been so amazing. I want to see his dedication to the book, how authentic he's trying to make it. And um, also just how you get to see and hear a different side of him. Like, I feel like this podcast, you, you know, you, you show yourself in a certain way. And um, on your videos, you have another, ta- like another part of you. And this book, I feel like, is a completely different side of you as well that people are going to be able to experience and just the amount of energy and time and effort you've gone into really make sure it is like the best quality stuff in the book. Um, and the bits that I've read, I just think it's going to be so, what I love about it is that it's literally made just to really help people like find their purpose. And that's the thing about you, like you, and I know you've said, I think you said this the other day that like your worst fear and like your worst nightmare are, is for people not to live their potential, whatever that potential is, big, small, um, whatever it is for them, like for them to live their potential. That's your, that's your like dream for everybody. And so I really think that this book is like almost your first step in like serving those people to really help them find their, find their potential. And I think it's just such a beautiful book and yeah, just seeing you go through that process was really, really interesting because it's hard work and uh, 
the yeah. hardest thing. Excited for it to come out though and like see everyone's reaction and yeah. feedback and how it's helped people. So yeah, that's definitely another huge highlight. Yeah, it was definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. So yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks. I love you. Yeah, that's it. But uh, <laughs> she's one exam away from being an Ayurvedic health counselor. If I pass. Yes. Which is amazing. She will pass. I know she's been working really, really hard. Like I see her revising and I always think like, I'm so happy I no longer have to revise. Like work is hard, but revising for exams was so stressful. stressful. Like so it wasn't a fun feeling. Like now I'm like, work, my work is, my work life is fun, obviously. I love it, but, and it's challenging, but it's not an exam. Like there's something about exams that just, so Radhi still does exams because she's amazing and wants to learn. And what I love about her desire to learn, it's not just to get a qualification or to get a title. It's like, she really has this belief that she wants to know and learn and deeply understand something before she teaches it. And I love her integrity for that. I love her authenticity for that. I think it's a beautiful quality that she has that she never wants to mislead anyone. She never wants to give someone a little bit of information. She really wants to feel like she has a full grasp of something before she tells someone else to do it. And I think that that is such a beautiful quality to have. And I really, really respect it. So that's been amazing to what you do. And watching you create a full menu for a restaurant in London that we both tasted and went to check out together and the food tasted amazing. Mm -hmm. And Radhi designed the whole menu and I know she's been testing recipes. She's been working on this project for like three, four years. Forget the last 12 months. Like she's turned up at food events. She's turned up at food festivals where she's like making food for like hundreds and thousands of people that are coming to eat. Like she's done that time and time again to test her recipes. Like the amount of effort that goes into creating a recipe, like one recipe, it's like thousands of people have had to eat that before she knows if it's right. It's not just like, oh yeah, Jay likes it. It gets on the menu. It's like, she's, you know, cooking for so many people to test it and to finally have that menu and to taste that with her and just to be so impressed by what she did. It was just amazing. Like what an amazing achievement. Yeah, that was a... And it was so challenging in so many different ways, you know, working across time zones, you know, having to travel back constantly, like cooking in her parents' home, cooking at events. Like it's, there's so much to it that I just respect you for just how amazing you are at being dedicated to wanting people to eat healthy, tasty, nutritious food. Yeah, that was a fun Yeah, process. really proud of you for that. And so many amazing people involved in it too. Yeah. So that was fun. But really proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun to see it unravel and actually open. Yeah. And uh, okay, so we're now at the final section okay. where my team have asked us to fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Which means I have to say these sentences, which I've never seen before, okay. and apart from when I looked at this just now, and we have to end with the word that we both think. So we'll do one word each at okay. the end. Does that make sense? Yes, makes okay. complete sense. The first one is, love is best when? Love is best when shared. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say when it's mutual Jinx. or shared. I was going to yeah. say shared first and then when it's mutual. Okay, cool. Love is never? Mm, Ego-filled. That's not a word there. No, but that's good. That's Egotistical? Really, yeah, that's really good. I was going to say boring. Boring, yeah. Love is never boring, Both it's always boring. exciting, it's always full of growth. But your answer is better, you and that one, okay. Uh, commitment means, um, commitment means because commitment means dedication, so commitment can't mean dedication. Mm. Is it commitment means? Mm. I think commitment means understanding, no, commitment means, yeah, understanding is good, yeah, as in whatever, there's no right or wrong answer. Is that commitment? I think commitment means 
every day, anywhere, anytime. Like that's commitment. Three words, but fine, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I knew I loved you when? Like time or like when you did this? No, when you did something, oh. yeah. And it can be more than one word. Okay, I knew I loved you. I knew I loved you when you first cooked for me. Oh. And you made this like, you made a chocolate croissant for me. I didn't make that one. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> that but, wasn't me. <laughs> but the rest was. As in, no, you made the whole, she made, it wasn't someone else. It was, she had asked. I'd asked someone to make it. Yeah, that's Because I didn't know how to make it. pastries at when the you, time. Yeah, no, I, that wasn't it. That was a wonderful moment though, but. I loved you when you were my, like when you, well, I, I was, I always loved the teacher side of you. Like I felt, mm. feel like I, I really um, appreciated and valued you and loved you when you were my teacher and guide. A successful marriage means sacrificing. What? Say that one, sorry, say that one more time. A, sexful, a successful marriage, marriage means, means sacrificing. sacrificing. We don't like the word sacrifice, do we? No, we don't. So nothing. We don't. I don't like the word sacrifice. I don't think I've sacrificed anything. No. Yeah. No, I'm missing that one. Sugar. No. <laughs> Go. Okay, fair. All right. Uh, building a family with you makes me... Like excited? I don't think it's something better than excited. I'd say grateful. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, I feel grateful. I take that. I just, I just know that having a little you in my life with you guiding them will be really... Oh, that's going to be drama. <laughs> okay, go next. Okay, so this is your final five. Okay. I'll answer them as well. So who is your favorite family member? Mm, my grandma. Okay. Ba. Yeah, mine has... Everyone loves her. Yeah, yeah, mine has to be my sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For right. sure. Okay, top, we love her. top two favorite restaurants. Top two favorite restaurants in the world? Yeah. My mom's house. <laughs> Won't give her address. Um, <laughs> but definitely my mom's house. And the second one, um, all of mine are in New York, actually. Divya's Kitchen, ABCV, Hungawi. No, that's it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say our house. Yeah. And ABCV. Okay, yeah. Actually, I've got a few more too. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. All right. Okay, awesome. Uh, what song, song does your partner have on repeat? Right now? I guess so, yeah. Oh, um... I think Radhi's song on repeat right now is... It's probably some, like, soccer song or, like, some sort of, like... <laughs> some, like, <laughs> reggaeton song or something yes. like... But is... also Janvi. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Meditation have... music. As in, yeah, just Janvi's voice is amazing. Radhi's Jan... uh, YouTube... My YouTube is, like, a is literal... It will, you know when it goes like recommended for it will be like meditation music, Kirtan, songs, and then like soccer music and like Girl, you're party animal. Yeah. <laughs> like literally it shows where yeah. my mind's at most of the time. Yeah. But Jeremy Harrison is literally one of my favorite artists. She's actually people ask me about this a lot. Um she does the most incredible meditation music, but also just the way that she puts instruments together and everything. Like it's just amazing. So definitely her soccer music. Mm. Um, and actually right now, Justin Bieber's new song. Yeah. What about mine? Your, oh, are we answering about each other? No, just, yeah, oh, kind of like. what song do you have on repeat right now? Have I heard you listening to music lately? So for a while it was that rhythm of the night track from the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. Oh yeah. Ritmo, I think it's called with J Balvin and, and, uh, Will I Am. And then there's a lot of Drake. I listen to a ton of Drake. Yeah. loves Drake. I can listen to a lot of Drake. Okay. Cool. What was the last kind thing your partner did for you? Um, the last kind thing you did for me. 
you packed my suitcases on yeah. the way there and back when I was rushing and I was I busy. Usually I pack my own suitcases, but you helped me out with that. Yes, I did. That was big. What did you do for me lately? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> this morning, this morning, oh, you ordered me juice. Ruler, thanks for that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so not you. So no, not today. Yesterday, what did you do for me? That was nice. Oh my God. <laughs> joking um you always give like i get um like tension in my head and so you always give me a really good head massage I'm not sure you did that yesterday but most days <laughs> i did while watching the movie <laughs> yes you did yes yeah okay. said that All next right. okay and the final question what is your partner's biggest goal for 2020 so what goal did you 2020 it feels like it has to be a big year with 2020 doesn't it um what's yours What's your biggest goal? What's yours? Oh, we're not answering for each other. You can. Okay. My biggest goal for 2020 is to figure out exactly what I want to do. Nice. Because I don't know yet. <laughs> um, I love it when it's so cute. <laughs> this has been my goal every year. <laughs> but this year, 2020, feels like it's going to be really special. And so this is the year I'm going to launch my blog. That's for sure. Soon. <laughs> I'm going to figure out exactly what I want to do. And I'm going to be really productive. <laughs> and your goal for 2020 is? My goal is the year of the book. Yeah, so for me, I've spent so much time writing this book that I just want as many people as possible to read this book because, yeah, I've just put everything into it. So, so cool that you have like everything down of like what your focus is. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love you for it. No, I know. I'm just saying it's like, yeah. it's just really different. Um, okay, cool. That Amazing. Great. That's it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. We Made did it. Through it. Number two. We did it. High five. <laughs> that was great. Happy one year to everyone who's been listening, whether you started listening on day one or whether you just started listening today. I just want to welcome you to the On Purpose family from me and Radhi. It's been a phenomenal journey so far and we've just got started. We've released two episodes every week for the last 12 months. Woo! We've got so many episodes for you to listen to, incredible interviews with some of the most fascinating minds, some of my best friends, some of the closest people in my life, and then weekly wisdom workshops where I'm guiding you through an incredible journey. Don't miss out every Monday, every Friday. If you've already subscribed, thank you so much. If you haven't, make sure you do. And if you've already reviewed us, if you're one of the 12,000 people that have left a review, thank you. And if you haven't, please, please, please leave a review on the podcast. It makes a huge difference on Spotify and Apple and on all other platforms. And for me and Radhi, thank you again. Radhi, thank you for doing this. I love having you on. And yeah, it's so much fun to do this with you. I love you so much. Bye.